I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki, and I'm here today with Jeff Provine, longtime friend of the show. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited because you are here because you have been working on something for a couple of years now that is finally seeing the light, which is this book. Absolutely. Yeah. Haunted Oklahoma. Uh, so I've been doing very local ghost stories for a while, collecting and, and doing the folklore and the history, kind of showing the context. Uh, all got started in Norman and since expanded out, we had uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma City, and uh, Shawnee, I've co-written with Tanya McCoy. That's awesome. So, um, and then um, was approached by Rowan, the publishing company. Uh, their uh, title will be quat. Mm-hmm. Everything's all subsidies of subsidies. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, they said, you know, we have this uh, haunted state line. We're wondering if you might want to do statewide stories. And uh, That is, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Fast enough. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And I'm looking at the book. It is, I flipped through it right before we got started. And you guys, you're going to want to get this because I've been... I mean, I have not been doing this sort of thing nearly as long as you have, but there was stuff just flipping through this that I had never even oh, yeah. heard of. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a lot of stuff that you hadn't heard of when you started working on it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So the, the model was to have it kind of broken up by region, mm-hmm. uh, which works awesome for Oklahoma. Cause yes. Our history is so weirdly regional. Mm-hmm. I guess that's part of like being a middle state. We just kind of filled in the corners at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew the central pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but like Southeast Oklahoma, we're trying to do some research down there, finding out all kind of like civil war battles and yeah. stuff. Like I remember oh them gosh. mentioning, oh, you know, we had a battle in uh, Oklahoma history class. I'm like, oh, okay. But like uh, the battle of Honey Springs was just this monumental, the Union soldiers mm-hmm. and uh, two armies of the South merging oh, wow. to fight and Union horrendously outnumbered and they decided, well, let's just go for it. We're going to charge. Mm-hmm. And like... Should not have worked. But, oh my gosh! But that morning, it just had a little summer shower about nine or more, and like never could have expected it. And mm-hmm. the southern powder famously uh, gets damp, and um, Gettysburg and all the others mm-hmm. had that same problem. Um, yeah, and that turned turned the course. If if they hadn't, um, they would have marched up and taken Fort Gibson and like the entire. Indian I had no territory. idea. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, that is because I feel like I feel like saying like in high school maybe I heard it mentioned or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. But nothing like extensive or any kind of real information about it. So that's, yeah. I mean, like, and this book is full of stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, love giving the context. It's all about you know trying to figure out what's what's the real story. Yeah, just oh here's a ghost because yes. I mean everybody's got a ghost, but yeah. like, here's this ghost, mm-hmm. uh, which they do. They uh, had a lot of folks buried out there. They're not even exactly sure how many. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there is uh, probably Native American because they just have kind of a darker complexion and, and dark hair standing in a Confederate soldier's uniform, kind of keeping watch over um, where the mass graves are assumed to be. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. That is that is super. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to break this up into two episodes, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to let Jeff tell you some of his like highlights and favorite things from the book that he just got published, and I am super excited. I am so ready. Right. So yeah, go go ahead. Uh, well, let's start kind of at the the beginning. So something I kind of also knew from like 
uh, the college anthropology class was the, the Mississippian culture. I'm like, oh, there, there were people in North America before even the modern generations of Native Americans that the Europeans okay. met. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've been out to the Spiro Mounds, uh, which I hadn't, I, I had all these things to research. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous from mm-hmm. all the pictures I've seen. And uh, I had set up uh, like two or three weeks. I was going to drive all through Oklahoma Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as the semester ended in May of 2020, and then <laughs> all my my plans turned into phone interviews. Yeah, so, which met a lot of awesome people via phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking maybe someday we'll do like a, a three week long Oklahoma statewide ghost tour. We'll get a bus. That would and, be or maybe amazing. Like a caravan of RVs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, that would be so cool. Keep me in the loop so, on that. That would be super fun. All right. Maybe when we retire, we'll yes. have some time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's true. Out the Spiral Mountains, they have these massive uh, burials, which um, even you know, like a century ago, they, uh, folks said, well, you know, those are too big to be man-made. Those are mm-hmm. those are hills. Uh, but Native Americans knew, like, no, there are people buried there. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to the old Caddo culture, uh, they had. Uh, Tens of thousands of people living in a mass complex down in Spyro. It was the economic hub of North America at circa wow. 1000 AD. Wow. Yeah. yeah they, that is, I've never learned that. True like, story, yeah. yeah. Um, and they should be reopened now. So if you mm-hmm. get a chance to go out to eastern Oklahoma, I highly recommend checking it out. I'm, I'm That's eager cool. to get out there again. Oh, yeah. Um, so they... Uh, uh, had, of course, these massive burial mounds. And as uh, archaeologists came in, they would start finding things. And um, the uh, stuff they would find are a lot of pearls, like saltwater pearls, which mm. aren't anywhere in Oklahoma. Right, like, yeah. What's, what's going on? So, uh, and other relics that would be found from far different parts of mm-hmm. North America. So their trade routes estimated, you know, reaching all the way down to Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico and up to the Great Lakes. Wow. Like, yeah. just That is, like, it's kind of mind-blowing to think about that yeah so i, I mean it's, it's and then of course uh probably climactic change nobody's exactly mm-hmm. sure what happened in north america about 300 1300 1400 mm-hmm. uh both mayan civilization and a lot of the mississippians collapsed and, oh wow okay yeah. uh so we don't know exactly what happened but we do have these massive tombs which in the yeah. 1930s uh grave robbing became very very popular and mm-hmm. they actually set up a mining company quote unquote and mm-hmm. they just dug in their channels and like bringing out all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff um they find entire chambers rooms up all the bodies mummified and dressed in ceremonial robes lined up along the walls and just piles of wow. the baskets full of pearls wow and, yeah and um Famously, uh, there was a really good newspaper article. They found a bunch of paint that was still mm-hmm. like sealed in jars, so they, they dug it out. And a lot of the chemists at OU that looked over it in the archaeology, they're like, wow, this is really good paint. And mm-hmm. like a couple of them, they're like, we don't know how they made this. It's like, we don't know. Oh, like, that's it's just, amazing. Yeah. So yeah. very, very cool advanced folks. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, there was the mining incident with the, those guys and famously got cursed. Oh, so yeah. Lots of newspaper articles called it uh, King's... T- uh, King Tut's tomb on the Arkansas River. Yeah. Uh, which, like King Tut, they, they started having all these legends of... Um, I did not know curses. that. Yeah. Oh, story. my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so the people that had the, the quote-unquote mining mm-hmm. company, they were like the King Tut's curse on the Arkansas. Yeah, a lot okay. of them started disappearing. Um, yeah, there that was... Is, I just got chills. That's yeah. spooky. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, cave-ins, like people would mm-hmm. get married, and just there's no way to dig them out. Uh, certainly not in time. Mm-hmm. Um, People um, 
kind of connected with it too also mm -hmm. this is, there was a, a local preacher who kind of organized everything and, and got permissions from from stuff mm -hmm. uh, since the company wasn't local and uh, he was discovered in a creek bed drowned even though there was like six inches of water that's weird yeah super weird so there was, yeah. there was some nasty stuff going on uh, oh yeah yeah and then the state legislature passed laws saying you can't have mining companies for <laughs> for great basically yeah. so. i i saw something recently where somebody was asking like they were like i really want to ask an archaeologist like when does it go from grave robbing to archaeology and a person that was actually an archaeologist responded and they were like that's a very good question like that <laughs> oh, yes. is that is a very good mm -hmm. question and we deal with that a lot yeah. like so it is it's kind of because it's kind of interesting to think about like people that I know that have passed away and people that have passed away in our lifetimes, like mm -hmm. eventually those cemeteries will be excavated and yeah, you know, it's, it's really, right. and like, what will the people think who are doing that about mm -hmm. these people that we know right now? Yeah. Kind of, it's, it's weird to think about. Oh yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll see what, what's going on in, yeah. in future, which uh, this total aside, speaking of cemeteries, one thing I learned doing this, uh, one of the big stops on the Norman Ghost Tour is uh, always talking about the uh, original cemetery out where mm. Johnny's used to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they moved the bodies and like, mm -hmm. oh, isn't that creepy? And, like everybody ended up doing, Oklahoma City did this, oh, Edmond gosh, did this, yeah. Mid did this. Like everybody yeah. would just move the cemetery as soon as they needed the land for the city expanding. And yeah, I was thinking about that no the idea. other day because I was thinking like, what happens when we end up at a point where we're like, we need more cemeteries and all of these cemeteries are full. And so is that when we're just going to start like moving people further out? And I guess. like, I guess that's how that happens. We'll like, I don't we'll know. See. I, yeah. I mean, I guess Paris had that problem a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. And so we got the catacombs, right. which is a yeah. whole other awesome thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd be up for being in some catacombs. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> they, maybe they'll start using those downtown OKC tunnels for oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm behind that. Let's, mm -hmm. let's get the city council on board. Yes. <laughs> Down the road, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, so that's Spyro. And then if you go just a little bit north, uh, you can go up to Hebner, and we've got the famous Hebner runestone. Yes. Uh, which, uh, of course, a lot of people, you know, oh, it's, it's just um, make-believe and stuff, which mm -hmm. there are a lot of runestones that people will confess, like, no, I just made that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so forth. Um, but then there's a lot of others that are really suspicious mm -hmm. uh specifically the shawnee runestone which i didn't know about and there's all these other runestones scattered around oh, uh, wow. and if you map them out most of them line up exactly like if somebody was charting longitude and latitude oh that's weird yeah yeah that's real weird so super weird um which i read a really good article discussing where they could have come from mm -hmm. and one of them suggested that uh they aren't necessarily vikings Mm -hmm. Right, uh, because those same runestones are going to be used for hundreds of years afterward. And a lot of the um, Germ uh, uh, French explorers that were coming mm -hmm. through did have uh, Germans and, Sw and Swedish people on their teams. That makes sense. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so, I mean, uh, somebody in the 1700s could have come through and carved these out, mm -hmm. which explains a lot of the discrepancies on, like, they're using some that are 1,000 years old and some that are, like, 600 years old. And, like, yeah. yeah. So it was just that whatever they knew, because they didn't they right. probably didn't know how to write right. But, mm -hmm. But everybody can make sigils, especially if you oh, know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one theory. Another mm -hmm. one is, well, if we did have this economic center of uh, North America, mm -hmm. and just, you know, 20 miles right. down the road, 
uh, there's all the legends of traders, Viking traders right. coming down the Great Lakes, and then of course they would come here to trade. Mm -hmm. Especially, would yeah, if that's the economic yeah. center. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Like that's kind of, that's weird. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh. Uh, even weirder tie there. Um, there's a about 1904 article of uh, Mrs. Brown, the lady who was living on where the spiral mounds are now. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was woken up early one morning. There was this weird, uh, not explosion sound, but just like crashes of cymbals. And, uh, not thunder, but something. And a blue flame leaped out of the top of one of the mounds. And this uh, giant woman... Uh, riding a chariot pulled by giant cats circled around it and disappeared up in the sky yeah and that's weird for lots of different reasons yeah 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 <laughs> uh but one of them is that uh the cattle people didn't use wheels they, they're mm -hmm. you know river-based people so they're going to use canoes and right. sledges and stuff mm -hmm. um but pulling from nordic mythology freya the goddess of love and skiing and lots of other cool stuff um her chariot was famously pulled by giant cats. And they wouldn't so. have known that probably, like, or could have known yeah. that. Yeah, in 1904, okay. they were like, that's weird. We don't yeah. know this. But, like, if you, you know, start putting two and two together, yeah. then oh, something's going on. Oh, my gosh. that That's really yeah. spooky. So yeah. maybe if, as excavations continue mm -hmm. up, up at the Spiral Mounds, they'll run across a Viking or something. That would be cool. Decided it was cool enough to stick around. And, that would be so know. cool. So there's there's a, a story in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um but back to Hevener, uh, those rune stones, uh, of course, a lot of people didn't know, so mm -hmm. they, they just um, kind of uh, assumed they were Native American writing. Yeah. And so, so a lot of people would oh, call imagine that. the yeah. Indian marks, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and lots of like school trips would go up there to go look at them and, mm -hmm. and things, which the lady uh, who finally deciphered them, uh, she went on a trip and saw them, and uh, she remembered years ago, she had read an article in uh, Sunday school about runes and how they used to and she's like I, i've seen those and oh, so she yeah she was really kind of the force behind uh getting yeah. the park going and showing mm -hmm. uh this connection this potential connection mm -hmm. um who knows exactly what it is but something's going on oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh so. that's wild and don't they have like a is that where they have the festival oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. like once a year yeah so I mean, I need to go to that too. Yeah, it's, that would be fun. Yeah, uh, I have to. I need to tell my family in Norway that, that we've got this. I don't think I told Andreas that when he was here the last time that we've got like the rune stone or anything oh, like yeah. that. So I need to tell him, and he'll he'll probably get a kick out of that. But, For sure, that'd yeah. be a fun mm -hmm. fun day trip. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, which uh, you know had this really cool thing, but you know it's haunted Oklahoma. Do they have any spooky stories and things? Mm -hmm. And like, well, you know, some people say they see Vikings, but uh, probably not. I mean, yeah. You know. You know um, you got to watch out when you're asking people about ghost stories, of course, because mm -hmm. some people are like, you know, here's what happened and here's how to spell my name to put it in your book. And like, ah, yeah, I don't know about that. So, yeah. Um, so I like to get corroborating evidence, different sources mm -hmm. and things, uh, which one thing that did come up over and over again uh, was uh, seeing weird lights mm -hmm. out in the woods. So um, uh, time and again, they'd have like motion sensor lights come on mm -hmm. or people would see, they think of like flashlights or cell phone lights or something out there. So security goes after them and, uh, ends up never finding anything and uh, just really having trouble getting back and all this, all this weird stuff. Um, which, going back to the runestone, one of the translations for that is uh, Gloam's Valley, um, which Peggy Chambers has written a whole uh, young adult series about Gloam okay. and all this really cool stuff. So give, give that a read. Okay. Shout out of kind of cool uh, Vikings and early Oklahoma stories. Oh, that's stories. so cool, yeah. Yeah, and they've got a dragon and all that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a fun book. Um, and... Another translation for it, however, is Gnomes Valley, 
So getting into uh, discussions of little people, right, which mm-hmm. I am super fascinated by. Yeah. I'd like to do a worldwide book because it's like, like mm-hmm. the Minahuni of Hawaii and the, uh, the Papuajis of Northeast, of, yes. of Northeast America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, leprechauns, elves, gnomes. Yeah. It's uh, like a worldwide... Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Cultures mm-hmm. that didn't have any con- contact for thousands mm-hmm. of years, the exact same six inches to about a foot and a half tall. That's so weird. Kind of ruddy faces. Yeah. And, yeah, isn't that weird? That is really weird. Super weird. Because it's oddly specific. Yeah. Like, to just be something that is like a collective archetype, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, so. Yeah, so something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so there's a story in there, too. There is a story there. Yeah. Which Artemis fell took it in a very different direction with its fairies, which is yeah. pretty cool, too. But, yeah. Um, Something's, something's going on, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people swear by. I had a student whose grandma swarping down. She mm-hmm. had a fairy, and that's why she had no problem paying her bills when anything comes by. She, she'd leave out a um, bowl of milk for it, and all the stuff. The laundry always wow. turned out. Uh, never got dirty on the line. If mm-hmm. She'd always be able to pick it in before the, the wind came up. Or yeah. Something. But yeah, just good luck. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the county came through and put a water pipe, um, mm-hmm. and, and she said, oh, well, the fairy can't cross that one in the water, so... So, so that's it. Wow. Kind of matter of fact. Yeah. There's yeah. so much lore and kind of understanding of the yeah. people that I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And part of me is like, do you really want to get into that? Because those guys will mess with you. Exactly. Like yeah. that, because that's what I've heard is like that they're not really that nice. Right. Like yeah. they're not. Um, and like then I think, of course, of like changelings mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And then I think of the podcast lore and how they told that story about or how Aaron Mankey told that story about uh I can't remember her name, but her family basically tortured her to death mm-hmm. because they thought that fairies were involved or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. 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 So, but then again, like good luck is awesome. So if right. I could get on their good side, yeah. but then on the other hand, like if I did something to tick them off, then right. Yeah. Cause like the, what the, cob- the elves and the cobbler, right? Like mm-hmm. getting all this free labor and it's like, yeah, I'm going to reward them with some, mm-hmm. some nice new clothes. And then they take off and never get Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that would be a nice thing, and like, no, that's that's an insult. To yes, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, I, so probably shouldn't mess with that. But mm-hmm. one of the collective legends about the little people uh, is that they like to trick people and get them lost mm-hmm. in the woods. Uh, oh. So you'd see the, these famously yeah. lights floating out there, and mm-hmm. they'd get you to follow them, and then they'd turn the lights off, and you'd have mm-hmm. to get lost out in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. Which sounds like the kind of fairy mischief that mm-hmm. I have heard. Just kind of like tricking you and thinking yeah. it's funny, like right. I mean, yeah, which it kind of is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's from their perspective, it's right. definitely funny. Yeah, yeah. They're but, like, oh, look at those people, so scared yeah. at night. That's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, which instead of, uh, as a lot of people say, this is a guy named Gloom, and he's kind of mm-hmm. claiming the valley by putting his name on it. They, this could be like a warning sign, like, hey, there's gnomes here. Don't don't mess right. with it. Right. Just yeah. go go elsewhere. Yeah. So that makes sense. Possibly. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that is super fun. I'm so excited. This is stuff I haven't heard before. Oh, and then the connections, too, Mm because Parallel Forest down in Wichita Falls. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, Wichita Wichita Mountains. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Same story. A lot of people Mm -hmm. talking about, oh, it's haunted. You hear all these sounds and weird stuff. And Mm -hmm. other people are like, well, I I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? Um, But they like to make weird sounds and lights floating Mm -hmm. around out there in one of the trees. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. So one of my students, former students uh, who lived in Lyme, she was like, yeah, that's, that's what, it's not ghosts, it's little people. They just moved in there because it's a wildlife mm-hmm. refuge and they yeah. can't live elsewhere. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Which, yeah. I kind of like the idea of little people going to the refuges. Cause, yeah. Just being like, yeah, yeah this looks good. <laughs> this has our name written all over it. <laughs> 
So, uh, very busy area. And there's little people stories all over uh, Hunter's Home, um, the uh, only surviving plantation house uh, in a pre-Civil War plantation house okay. in Oklahoma. Yeah, so uh, after the Native American removal, um, so one of the nieces of uh, Chief Joe's, Chief, um, Big Chief of the Cherokees, mm -hmm. uh, her husband built this big Virginia-style plantation house. So mm -hmm. you drive out to uh, Tahlequah and you get a little bit north and and it's like you're in Virginia. It's wild. Oh wow! So, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, and I didn't either yeah. until I started That's, looking. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So so, so cool. many stories. Yeah, yeah. and um, they call it Hunter's Home. They're naming mm. the plantation as you do in Virginia, because uh, he loved hunting. Like fox mm -hmm. hunting was his his thing. And, mm -hmm. and there was a story he told later on of uh, he and his hunting buddies saw followed this quote thing. Mm -hmm. That's all they called it, and they tracked it for two days. Trying to figure out what is this? It's so mm -hmm. fast, always evading them. Finally, they managed to pin it down in some brush, and uh, they said it uh, jumped out mm -hmm. over their heads. So at least you know six foot jump, and mm -hmm. then uh, took off and disappeared. Mm -hmm. And they said that when they finally got a look at it, they, they said it looked like a child, except extremely long black hair mm -hmm. uh, running down its back, and. Um, they decided they didn't need to chase it after all. That, yeah, that, that's <laughs> like I've seen enough. That so. kind of reminds me. Um, have you ever looked at any of the missing four one one stuff? I haven't. No. Okay, so missing four one one is really interesting. Somebody pointed that out to me last year, and it's basically there's a guy named I think his name is David Politis. I think that's how you say it. He's a former uh, detective, and he has since kind of devoted his time to people that go missing in national parks. And he also has devoted some time to people who've gone missing in urban areas that have all these similar points of, uh, not interest, but similar points in their disappearance stories. Like there comes a point when the person chooses to separate themselves from the group hmm. and there comes, uh, and then whenever they're found, they're usually found like in water or by water or like under a tree, like beneath under the roots, like buried, hmm. something like that. And like Elisa Lamb is actually considered mm -hmm, mm -hmm. part of all of that. Um, but something that I found really interesting when I was looking into that, I, I ended up on a message board and somebody had found an article from way, 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 way back when in Ireland. And they were saying, what if the missing 411 stuff is little people or fairies? Because one of the things about fairies, I guess, in Irish folklore is that, um, if you turn your clothes inside out, it confuses them or something like that. Yeah. And so then they'll leave you alone. And there was this guy who was traveling a road and they found him. He was dead and brutally attacked and all his clothes were inside out. And that's one of the mm. things that happens in the missing 411 things is like clothes will be removed and put back on, but like backwards or inside out, like kind of mm. a weird thing. And um, what I thought was so interesting about that was whatever happened to him, he must have thought something supernatural was happening yeah. if he was willing to take off his clothes and he was so scared that he mm -hmm. did that and put them back on inside out. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I really want to know what happened just because yeah. what did he see that made him think it's kind of like that? Mm -hmm. We don't need to know more. Like that's, right. that's, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, if somebody's skulking you down the road, you're going to hear all these sounds. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Like, Get freaked out. Yeah. 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 So, so look into that missing 411 stuff. Okay. It's really okay. interesting. Make a note on that. Yeah. I'll try to, I will send you a message. Um, of a couple of the things that I've listened to about it that were really interesting. And there are actually a couple of documentaries. I think they're both on prime and one's on Hulu and one of them is missing 411, just regular. And then the other one's missing 411, the hunted. And it's all about hunters. 
because those cases are really interesting because it's people that have been in the woods like their whole life. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that like woods safety, forest safety is not foreign to them and they're yeah. not the kind of people that would take chances and, and they end up in these situations. So it's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. So that is interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking yes. out some of that hunter stuff. Yeah. So anyway, sounds like the moral of that story is don't mess with little people. Exactly. Like, don't, yeah. Don't leave the milk out. Don't worry. About don't, it. don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's, uh, I guess also eastern Oklahoma, mm. uh, Robber's Cave. Yes. So, yeah, which um, they, they did stay open through uh, COVID since, mm -hmm. you know, open air and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Had tons of awesome stories, buried treasure out there, mm. which, of course, everybody's got stories of buried. But, like, people mm. find this stuff all the time. That's crazy. Like, every, every few years, somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I turned up a, a whole bucket of gold $20 mm -hmm. coins. Wow. And, like, uh, if you just kind of figure out what you're looking for, mm -hmm. there's tons of, which... Blows my mind on the outlaws, like how much money they must have stolen from all these different it's, places. Like, right? Yeah, for, yeah. You know, 150 years later, people are still turning stuff mm -hmm. up. Uh, so, so good for them. Yeah, yeah, that, good for them. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, but a little context: famous robbers cave, mm -hmm. um, which everybody you know talks about, Belle Star and, mm -hmm. and her crew, and uh, famous fiddling Jim, who was gunned down out there after getting a big argument about how much was his share versus others. Yeah. Um, but it's not just those guys. Like, it was used for decades down wow. there. Like, uh, uh, pre-Civil War, people would skulk out there um, uh, following the Indian removal. And then, uh, of course, during the Civil War, it was a big mm -hmm. nest for spies on both sides. Uh, and then after the Civil War, all those guys who used to be spies are now outlaws, Jesse mm -hmm. James and all those guys. So, uh, of course, they're going to go, go back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and... For years, I mean, that was the bit, the old military road. Like, it, it seems weird for uh, kind of a modern perspective where everybody's like, oh, what, you go down 44, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you go over here? But, like, no, that was, you were heading to Texas. There wasn't anything mm -hmm. in the middle. So that uh, economic thoroughfare was southeast Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I guess good money coming through there. Oh, yeah, to apparently. So uh, tons and tons of robberies. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the big legend of one of the payrolls for uh, the Confederacy mm -hmm. coming through there. And uh, Union soldiers were on their tails, so they took all the gold and went and buried it. Um, okay. There's big estimates on like $200,000 worth of gold back in 1860. Like, giant piles yeah. of money. And um, uh, nobody, nobody's found that. Mm -hmm. At least nobody claimed to have found that. Right. I mean, it'd be hard to, yeah. oh, to yeah. try to spread that around too much. But, right. uh, but people have been looking for that for generations. And yeah. they say it's guarded by the folks who got gunned down mm -hmm. after they hit it. That so makes sense. time and again, um, people will go after it, and uh, a lot of them don't come back. They, mm -hmm. they just, uh, there was a, a story of a guy who went after it, and his horse came back with him dead on the back. And like, the family's like, that's told them not to do spooky. it. Yeah. yeah, that's especially, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the couple of people who did come back empty-handed, they both had similar stories of seeing a Confederate, uh, uh, probably colonel, give or take, um, mm -hmm. on horseback with fiery red eyes. Mm -hmm. And just basically saying, don't, this isn't yours. And oh, my so, gosh. So they, they're like, that's, all right. Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's scary. Um, but... Uh, down at Robber's Cave, they've got you know, lots of stories about hearing noises and things, which it's kind of a cool thoroughfare, natural um, uh, erosion to the rocks, making lots of little hidey holes. And, and Is that things. the cave where you can actually camp in there? 
Uh, got a different. I don't think you can camp there because mainly it's just okay. kind of open for things. Uh, okay. You can camp in the caves up at Alabaster Caverns. Okay, maybe that. Yeah. That's probably what I'm thinking of because my aunt has always got this idea that we need to go cave camping. And I've been cave camping. Oh my gosh! So have you ever seen the movie The Descent? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. my my cousin Shelby, when she was probably like 12 or 13, I was watching her for a weekend. And we watched The Descent. And that has always, I don't know, maybe I scarred her. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it scarred me pretty bad, too. Because any time that Brenda says, yeah, let's go cave camping, Shelby and I are like, I don't think so. Like, we watched that movie too many times. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Which the camping caves aren't too scary. I mean, yeah. It's just kind of shallow mm-hmm. stuff. But, and you yeah. can, like, see the outdoors right yes like okay yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. you're not like uh spelunking i guess is what they were doing the the, the, yeah the kind of free climbing spelunking caves Mm -hmm. they've got those are really cool yeah so check those out if you don't if you haven't seen the movie the descent yeah if you haven't seen the descent (laughs) go check that out yeah definitely and if you go cave camping um bring more than just a tarp because we were like oh well we'll bring our sleeping bags you know like Mm -hmm. a tarp because it's probably muddy in there and like no it never got warm it was so cold so cold oh my gosh yeah so um you know bring some insulation yeah yeah to sleep on because it was it was not just like tent camping where yeah you're, you're like oh you know you're, you're gradually gonna warm up down mm-hmm. there like no it was brutal yeah so, uh and also haunted alabaster caverns mm-hmm. oddly enough i did not know really that. I grew, yeah i grew up outside of enid so like okay. i've been to alabaster caverns like what five or mm-hmm. six times and never really heard anything um they do have a story they like to tell about uh, the guy they call uh, Jasper Egans. Okay. Um, so cowboy down there, and mm-hmm. mostly it's to keep kids from wandering off. It's like, oh, you know, he's he mm-hmm. wandered down here in the early days, and he's still down here, and we're yeah. some company. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, a few people did have some kind of legitimately kind of spooky stories. Of, really. Uh, seeing folks, uh, a guy was telling me about going through and um, you know making sure everybody is out mm-hmm. and seeing somebody ahead of him. So he kept following and oh, yeah. uh, walked all the way out and never, never found out who it was. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, which, uh, it used to be a whole different economic thing back when, mm-hmm. uh, guano was a big fertilizer yes. product. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, up there, you know, they work the fields when you got to mm-hmm. work the fields since, um, and then a lot of farming is just waiting for the right time to do the right stuff. Right. Uh, so you look for money wherever you can. And mm-hmm. they um, had lots of people who would go out to the cave and uh, mm-hmm. just basically mine it for yeah. a few weeks when they have a few weeks to spare. Wow. Uh, and this guy was telling him his um, summer job every year in high school was going mm-hmm. out and digging in guano and like for just years. And uh, and they set up conveyor belts and they just yeah. keep, like you do when, with harvest. I'm yeah. sure they use the mm-hmm. same tools really. Mm-hmm. Just another way of making money. Got to do what you Man. can. Man, oh my gosh! Uh, and people would go exploring in there. Uh, saw an article from I think it was about the '30s where mm-hmm. uh, a geology team, a bunch of middle schoolers, went out mm-hmm. spelunking, and and it's still questionable whether they had actually gotten permission from the guy who owned it because this yeah. was before it was a big okay. state park and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just went out there and uh, in one of the crevices, which they're pretty sure it's the the keyhole one on top of the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, they found a skeleton and like this guy was up there and it's like, you know, 40 feet off the ground. And so mm-hmm. they just saw something up there and, and uh, skeleton had a, a lantern, bag mm-hmm. of kerosene, like, so all this, like he, he was down there, he knew what he was doing and for whatever reason he didn't make it out. And also for whatever reason he was hiding up in the top of the cave. Oh my gosh. So, which, yeah. 
Um, I guess you can speculate what I, I probably oh, yeah. what happened was uh, he was in there, and then of course you get flash floods, and, oh, and yeah. it's gonna flood real fast down there. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of this book I read. I think it's called The White Road by Sarah Lutz, maybe. Um, but it's about this guy who he and his friend end up starting, I think, like a YouTube channel or something about spooky stuff. Um, and one of the things, or maybe it's like urban exploration, something like that, because he ends up in a cave system in Wales that's mm. known as one of the like most dangerous mm-hmm, cave mm-hmm. systems. And at one point, he is stuck in that cave in this cavern that's filling up with water, and he has no way out. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that book is the most claustrophobic book mm-hmm, that I've mm-hmm. ever read. I was just like so tense as I'm reading that part. And, um, I think he, he ends up going to Mount Everest at some point in the book. And, you know, I'm obsessed with Mount Everest and all that stuff. But he, that cave part, I've never gotten over, yeah. like, the cave, <laughs> the caving thing. Like, oh, that's oh my nightmare not right for there. me. Not for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> and it's like one of those situations where he's on private land mm-hmm. and it's not, like, necessarily mapped. And so, like, people really don't know where he's at, and I don't think he left an itinerary. And, like, Mm. he's just realizing, like, as he's in that cave, like, I'm probably going to die. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, oh. That's always refreshing. Oh, yeah. Perspective. Yeah. But I don't think he did die in the cave. I can't remember if that's, I don't think that's what happened, because I think that's at the beginning of the book. But, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So watch out for caves. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which now we've got water regulations and stuff, so it's mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. And definitely go check out Alabaster Caverns. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend their tours. Yeah, I uh, need to go there. I oh, need to yeah. go there and Robbers Cave. <laughs> when you were uh, doing this book, did you find anything about Robbers Roost in the yes. Panhandle? Okay. I was blown away by yet another set of thieves. Okay. Uh, so in the complete, so which when I started out the book, I was you know like oh well you know it's the Panhandle maybe I can find where I, the Panhandle's got so many stories. That's amazing. Uh, and going way way back. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's weird because you think Panhandle you know is, is kind of empty, mm-hmm. but like that used to be also one of the major thoroughfares. Mm-hmm. It was the center of Oklahoma was what was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, the old uh, Santa Fe Trail. Mm-hmm. went right through there, yes. uh, kind of around Black Mesa and things. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the story is um, Colonel, what's his name, uh, was out there with uh, his bunch of outlaws, and they set up on the plateaus, and they built their famous robber's mm-hmm. roost, uh, this, this castle fortification there. Mm-hmm. So he apparently had some um, knowledge of stonemasonry and, like, really applied it. And they mm-hmm. built this pretty much impregnable fortress. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was, you know, it was like 600 feet long and uh, all out of stone, and they had uh, little... Little tiny narrow windows uh, that they could shoot out of, right? Uh, so, which I mean, once you get that high up, like you have tons mm-hmm. of range to shoot out, and there's no way somebody's going to be able to pop a shot in there. Exactly. Uh, so they just preyed on the the uh, Santa Fe Trail up there. Like they just basically rode out and charged people wow. taxes, and then oh my gosh, and, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. And, and so they had the fortune, and then they built a whole mm-hmm. town. Like they had a blacksmith shop up there. They had uh, mm-hmm. separate houses for the ladies who came to live with them, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, and then they'd also, uh, I guess during slow seasons or whatever, they'd send out expeditions and attack ranches and steal a bunch of mm-hmm. horses and cattle and yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, they were legitimately warlords yeah. back there That's in the so 1860s, crazy. 70s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing that um, every time we'd go out there when I was a kid. Like, my grandpa would always talk about it. Oh, wow. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and we actually, I think it, it must have been the Santa Fe Trail on one of the roads that we would take because mm-hmm. you could still see it at that time back in, like, oh, the wow. early 90s. Yeah. You could see the trail still Mm -hmm. and there's like a historical marker i don't know if you can still see it it might be 
not quite as visible now, but they do have a marker out there for, for it. So. Oh, yeah, which, I mean, a busy trail. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, in our Oklahoma history classes, you know, don't really talk about mm-hmm. anything, you know, kind of pre, I don't know, 1889, really, right, this yeah. part of the state, at least. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was mm-hmm. major military road, especially the Spanish-Mexican-American uh, War and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, which the ghost story there, of course, is how it all ended. Mm-hmm. So uh, they sent out some guys and attacked one of the forts up in Colorado and stole a bunch of things, which, the, the of course, U.S. soldiers did not like. Yeah. Um, and, but, of course, these guys were just, you know, peering out of the middle of nowhere, and they'd steal mm-hmm. stuff and then disappear, and you don't want to go traipsing around in those mesas because ambush every single corner. Like it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, they knew better than to go in there. Mm-hmm. Like the, They're not stupid. Uh, so they got a couple of their guys and they dressed them up in civilian clothes and they had them just kind of wander around kind of seedy places until finally they met up with some of the guys who lived there, uh, you know, out and about. And they're like, yeah, well, we're working, looking for work. And they, they got these spies in there, um, mapped everything out, memorized everything, knew where to go. Man. And, then, and then they went back and so they put together this entire military troop with artillery mm-hmm. and they just rode up. Because, you know, I mean, there's no way you can have a shootout with these right, guys. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They're just going to gun yeah. you down until they run out of bullets. Yeah. But they brought in cannons and just sat a mile and a half away and just kept shelling it until they got tired, basically. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the, the outlaws know that this is it. Like, there's no way you can fight mm-hmm. against that. So yeah. they, they lay down some suppressing fire and just book it and, mm-hmm. like, disappear. And, um, and then, of course, the troops go after it. Like, this should be a Netflix. Oh, movie. yeah, it Why should. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um so and they scattered. They caught almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Colonel guy uh, escaped, managed to make it to New Mexico, okay. and um, held up at this ranch. And uh, they did very much the biblical um, story where the the warlord guy escapes, and then mm-hmm. he gets invited into this tent, and the lady gives him a bunch of milk and uh, stuff to eat, and he gets sleepy. And so the exact same thing. She he comes to this this ranch house and uh, the guy the father's away and it's mm-hmm. the lady and she's like you know oh you know um, we'll, we'll try to do our best to guess and mm-hmm. uh, so he he didn't even try to toughen toughen him just uh, fed him till he passed out in the bunkhouse and then sent her kid on horseback just like wherever you can to get help and mm-hmm. soldiers picked him up and like she knew yeah. that they were that's who they were looking yeah. for mm-hmm. that and is they crazy him and, and he was hanged he was like man. Should have read the Bible. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have known to look out for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. And supposedly, uh, you can still um, hear the gunshots. That's the famous oh, story wow. up there. Is that oh, that's you'll cool. You'll be walking around and hear cannon fire okay. and gunfire. Okay. I'm going to have to yeah. get back out there one of these days. And also, of course, buried treasure up there, too, mm-hmm. just, just in case. I'm a- I imagine so. there is, man. There's there's some wild stuff out there, but I think that's where we're going we're gonna to stop for this episode. So I'm excited for the next episode because we've kind of talked about some other things that we're going to talk about. (laughs) Holy cow. So tell everybody where they can get your book and where they can follow you on social media and all that. So uh, Haunted Oklahoma, check it out. uh, Probably your local library. Uh, Definitely ask for it there. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, wherever you like to get your books. Uh, Find me, jeffprovine.com. Twitter, at jeffprovine. I do a lot of very short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he does. They're very entertaining. Oh, I thanks. like those. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I like those so a lot. It, it's always a fun. How mm-hmm. how do you tell an entire story within you know a couple sentences? Couple, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really good. Um, and then uh, Facebook uh, mm-hmm. author Jeff Provine, which that's where I have the events list for ghost tours in Oklahoma City and Norman. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Oh my gosh. So exciting. So, um, you guys follow the Facebook page at Irioki. Instagram is the same. The group is Irioki's and y'all stay spooky.